0: Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for DFS with Fields of Fantasy. It is week 12. That is only seven weeks left of DFS proper regular season football Sunday slate action. So make sure you sit down, get yourself a drink, listen, and Make sure you take our tips and hopefully we can help you win some money before the regular season's over because you haven't got many chances now. So as always, I am joined by uh, Riku, who is our resident DFS expert. How are you doing, Riku?
1: I had a good weekend. I won a couple of tournaments, uh, so can't complain. Kind of replenished the bankroll after a, not an average to not so good start to the season. So I'm quite optimistic yeah. and I think we're hitting that time yeah, where... Playing anything in New England or New York or Buffalo just become comes out of the question because of the weather concerns. So we've sort of hit that pre-Thanksgiving stage where the winds will be blowing in that part of the United States, the East Coast, and, yeah. you know, Bill Belichick will be running the ball 40 times against the Bulls or whoever they might be playing uh, at any given week.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I had an OK week as well, won a few competitions. Um, the, the one I did best in, my mate Dan Bissett, he gets involved with our league um the last couple of weeks he's just been running almost a whole Texans team as his lineups which if you've been doing that the last couple of weeks um you've tend to actually have done quite well as long as you then hit the right players around it so I actually almost copied his team in in one of the leagues this week apart from I changed two players which was the defense I changed it to the Giants TST and change the cheaper wide receiver to um, Jane Reed just because I thought he might have a good game. Yeah, and to be honest, we got quite we got quite lucky because he got one rush for I don't know how many yards with a touchdown. But, you know, that's the type yeah. of plays that make the difference in the leagues, aren't they? But it was definitely an interesting week. What are your thoughts on last week and how do you see this week happening then, Riki?
1: Yeah, I think it was so, you know, CJ Stroud turned the ball over three times, uh, but also went over 300 yards and... You know, I played in our contest, the lineup that had Singletary, Collins and Tank Dell. And I think in smaller field where there's like less than 100 people, if your offense is scoring 40 points, you've got the quarterback and Wolfday, you know, primary contributors to points. Even if one of them goes a bit under, regardless, you know, you can capture over 300 yards and also a number of touchdowns. So that works in smaller contests. But yeah, I think it was a... It was an interesting week because you didn't have one QB that separated or one stack. So you could have played Stroud, you could have played Brock Purdy, you could have played lots of others. And the challenge with the 49ers is always so when I when I won these tournaments, I had a lineup that Purdy and Ayuk. Uh, but you know, sometimes you double stack a QB like Purdy and you've got Kittle and Ayuk or Samuel and Ayuk or whoever that might be. And because those guys are so expensive and CMC, you could even play in that. Then you kind of have to hit the absolute nuts to get anything out of that. Whereas with the cheaper teams like Texans, you know, Nikon, Tank, Dale are, I think eleven thousand combined last week, and Stroud isn't. I think it was seven thousand. Singleton was five thousand. So that's quite different to playing, say, back in the day when you play uh, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Chase Stack, and That's half of your money gone, and you you know, all of them really have to hit for you for that to pay off.
0: Well, it's interesting because I know you're going to go into this week, but Stroud's price has definitely shot up this week, and I'm sure you'll go through it. So, the Texans' cheap stat is probably not going to survive much longer, is it?
1: No, and you know, the draft game's algorithm is interesting, the price one, because it bases on the ownership. So, how many people tend to select the player, but also how many points they score. So someone like Stroud has been very popular the last two weeks. Three weeks ago, he hit the absolute sort, of, you know, ceiling projection. Whereas even last week he had twenty points, but he was so popular that the price has gone up by seven hundred dollars. And you know, there's always these anomalies like Bijan Robinson when he had that one snap game, he went from seven thousand five hundred to six thousand. However, I think Texans are getting to that price point. You know, you think about Tank Dell, he was three thousand week one and now he's six thousand nine hundred. The same you can say about someone like Rukanakua, Who who's now seven thousand six hundred, but he was over eight thousand one point. So you get into a point where, you know Double stacking the Texans has become really expensive and they have to be like the best scoring offense yeah. for that to be worth it.
0: You need literally to have Schultz, the wide receivers, and they've all got to score 20 points to be anywhere near worth it, but not got anywhere near as much as money to be able to spend across the rest of your team. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. What games do you like this week?
1: Yeah, so if we're looking at this week, there's always a Thanksgiving slate uh, in a couple of days or tomorrow, uh, but we still have a 10-game slate, uh, main slate on Sunday. Uh, on that, there's a few games that are duds, which you might even consider crossing over. And not select any players from those. For the Bengals against the Steelers, Giants against the Patriots, and Broncos against the Browns, and those are all sort of under 35 or around the 35 point total mark. But you've got a few games that you know are quite stand out. So Texans against the Jags, uh, that's 48 and a half points total and Eagles against the Bulls, which is 47 and a half points. And then finally, you've got a few games up in the middle tier, which is the Cardinals against the Rams, the Raiders against the Chiefs, where the Chiefs are expected to score most of the points. Uh, you've got the Colts against the Buccaneers, who everybody's been sort of hammering the passing game against the Bucs over the last few weeks. Uh, and then you've got the Falcons against the Saints. So Who knows what's going to happen in that game with Derek Carr and Desmond Redder on the centre, but regardless, uh, that's another interesting game. But I think the main games already, sort of the main questions for this slate will be, what do you do with the Texans against the Jaguars and the Eagles against the Bulls game? Do you account for them by having one-offs? Do you do a game stat? Do you just fade the game completely and hope that, you know, the game doesn't, you know, sometimes you can have a high-scoring game, but touchdowns go to three different people and Nobody really hits their ceiling
0: mark. So I think it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um if, you know, even if we talk about quarterback, I still fancy Stroud, I have to say, um, I just think he's got a good matchup. I think that's kind of partly why the uh, rise has gone up again. And you know, when he played the Jags earlier in the year, he had 280 yards, two touchdowns, and you know, tank out. that was would that have been his breakout game potentially around then? I can't remember which yeah, one was maybe. his best game, but I think it could have been. Uh, he went for five receptions for 145 yards uh, and a touchdown as well in that game. So, And it was a 54-pointer. I would imagine that likely to be another open game. Um, it's whether or not you really want to spend all your money there. But Stroud is one of the quarterbacks I'd be looking at. If I want to spend money this week, I'm still going to go there and back Stroud, I think. I think he could do a good job and I probably will. The only problem I've got now is it's harder then to fit all of the Texans assets in there in your team. Do I really want to then have Tank, Dow, Collins and Schultz? Uh, no because i don't think we're gonna have any mon- enough money anymore and then do you pick Dell or do you pick Collins? That's the question. And you know, okay. if you pick it wrong, you could destroy your lineup. If you pick it right, you could be doing well.
1: Yeah, you know, Collins had a top down call back in uh sort of that game where he toe-tapped and one of his foots was on the white line. Uh but earlier this season, you know, we've seen Collins go over 30 points uh twice. So against the Colts and the Jack- and the Steelers. Uh, he was injured for Burton tank Dell has become the wide receiver one in that team uh obviously him and Stroud have a good connection, but I think you know if Dell hits 17 points and Collins goes for 25 points with less ownership and cheaper than you in a good position. and I guess the dark Horse is uh Dalton Schultz who's been more productive now that they've got the offensive lineman back so that means he's had to do less blocking. Although his targets have dropped quite a bit. He had three targets in the last game. So, um, Mm. you know, it's an interesting one. But I actually like Collins this week as somebody that's a nice pivot of Dell, but also one-off because I I would imagine a lot of players that play Stroud will double stack him because he's in the the rushing quarterback. So I could see a lot of people going Dell, and then um, also going uh, Dalton Schultz because they want to get the tight end covered because, you know, tight end's such a lottery. So if, you're tight, if your quarterback's going to hit, you'd better pick it off your tight end than you're another pass catcher because tight yeah, end's don't need as many points uh, to hit their ceiling.
0: Yeah, I agree. Other quarterbacks I'm looking at then, I, you know, I, I quite like a little punt. Um, touched on the Tampa-Indianapolis game and at 5,100, uh, Minshew's been pretty quiet the last three weeks. Serve the Colts really. Uh, obviously, yeah, they were on bye last week. Um, but they're playing Tampa this week, who, you know, they've just been dreadful, haven't they, against the passing game? Um, so this could be a cheap way of being able to get a nice stack. You can play Pittman with him, play some of the other Colts' assets, possibly Josh Downs if you want to. But I just think it's a, a, an easy little stack you can make. I probably would play Pittman with Minchu if I was going to play him. But also, what I like about having Minchu is um, you could also play the likes of. Rashard White as your running back within your stack for this game, and um, because I think White would have to be involved within the Tampa game if they're gonna if it's going to be high scoring, I would imagine White's going to be high, involved, and you need it to be high scoring for Minshew and Pittman to get some points. But I do quite like Minshew against. I think it's the right matchup.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I really like Minshew as well when I was looking at the slate because Tampa is a pass final, but also there's so many bring-backs because I'm not opposed to having Mike Evans. So Minshew, Downs and Pittman with Mike Evans, you still have 25,900 coming back. So you still have half of your budget, obviously, you're going to have to find a cheaper tight end and you might not be able to play premium running backs. And the other option I think is feasible is to potentially consider Jonathan Taylor with Minshew because, you know, Minshew does target running backs and Taylor will get probably four, five, six targets in the game. So if you can get if you're watching, <coughs> short touchdowns from him, but Mincher throws a lot and it goes to one receiver, that might be a good way to get unique. But I think Minch is a very good option for this week.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what other quarterbacks are you looking at the slate and thinking you might target?
1: I like your man Josh Allen. And the reason is the Eagles have a very good defense, but it's very good up front. So it's so not the rushing isn't there. The bulls are not themselves. Haven't had the Russian game going. I mean, even if they do, it's a real, it's a real split backfield, and we saw Josh Allen go absolutely nuclear against the Dolphins uh, a few, you know, earlier this season. Where new offensive coordinator, uh, I mean, he had three touchdowns in his last game with 32 pass attempts, 20 completions, 275 yards. I could see him easily going over uh, 300 300, uh, passing yards, scoring touchdowns, and we know where the touchdowns are going to go, right? They're likely to go to Diggs and Kincaid. I know people might mention, think about uh, Shakir, but Shakir had four targets in last game. Uh, Gabe Davis hasn't been targeted a lot. So I think even Gabe Davis as a one-off is quite interesting this week. He definitely hasn't been targeted, but, you know, he didn't get any targets against the Jets. But I think, uh, you know, Josh Allen's really interesting this week. Uh, The the other one I like is uh, Trevor Lawrence. So we think about where Stroud was a few weeks ago. Stroud was sort this QB that was emerging, cheap for his price. But, you know, Lawrence is now 1,300 cheaper than Stroud, playing against the Houston defense. They might run the ball quite a lot. And we know that Lawrence can do, you know, he can play really well. He's got still relatively cheap pass catchers. So that's the other side of the argument where you've got Tank Dell at 6,900 and Collins at 6,400. You've got Bridley at 6,000, Kirk at 5,700. So you can play those two with Lawrence and have a Tank Dell or have an eco Collins. And you're essentially betting on the game environment going off. But maybe the piece that you need is Lawrence rather than uh, Stroud. So I like Trevor Lawrence for that reason because I think that's going to be a good game environment. But it's going to be really interesting to see where what people think about. But Lawrence for me is a, you know, people are still not convinced. Uh, he hasn't had he's had one game over three hundred yards, but you know he had two rushing touchdowns last week. So. I think he's
0: very interesting for that reason. I agree. He's still got 279 yards. It's not against Texans last game. No, It's not that far off. He probably just needs to add more uh, touchdowns to maximise his points. I agree. Um, If you wanted to pivot away from Stroud, save yourself 1,300, and probably be able to afford to have, as you say, more of the actual Texans assets alongside Trevor Lawrence compared to if you're going to have Strouds. You're going to be able to afford them more and then stack some other people elsewhere. So it's definitely interesting. So let's move on to running backs then. Um, Where are you looking this week at running backs?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like ETN. I think he's a good bet this week. Uh, That's another way of looking at the game if you're going to bring someone back from the Jags and he plays Stroud. So ETN makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's still one of the few, I'd say, workhorse running backs in the league. He gets targets. He gets over 15 carries a game. He's interesting. Obviously, Taylor's interesting. Uh, but I I don't usually... I haven't played Derek Henry for a very, very long time. But we know that the Panthers are one of the easiest defences to run against. Henry hasn't had a good game uh, since week four against the Bengals. But now that he's 6,400, he can get you 24 points or 25 points, that's about 4x his salary, I think is a good bet. And I think if the Tennessee Titans are going to be winning this game, they're going to have to rely on Henry and they're going to just give him the rock and pound the rock. And we know Henry can still break off good runs. And if there's any goal line situation, it's going to Henry. So I think this might be the week when I click Derek Henry's name for the first time, probably in two years.
0: Yeah, I like that. And it's a good shout because... I think a lot of people are wary of using him. So I think he could be quite low-owned in this slate. I mean, there's a lot of other running back options, so you don't have to necessarily want to take that punt on Henry. But if you're looking for a pivot, which is going to be low-owned, he, he could be the guy. And, it makes a and difference. he's
1: one of the few workhorse backs going in the NFL. You know, if yeah. you look at the slate, you've got ETN, you've got Mixon, Barkley. So Mixon's disappointed us many times. I, mm. I think he's... I don't personally think he's where where he needs to be. I mean, he's gone over 15 points twice this year. So whereas Henry, I think, you know, Henry's interesting, particularly with the matchup context of having the Panthers, who's been probably the worst one defense in the league. Uh, So I like him a lot this week. I'll give you another one. I I think from Andre Stevenson, 5,800, I mean, he had 20 attempts uh, the last time they played, he had five targets. I know Zeke is there as well, but they clearly scaling up Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, the only worry is, of course, the goal line carries. They don't trust Matt Jones or whoever might be the quarterback this week. It might be Bailey Zappi. So I think they're going to feed the rock to Ramondre Stevenson. And that Giants defense hasn't been good against anything, the run or the pass. So if I'm going to look at the most like this way, how that game's going to be played, it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. But True Barkley and True Ramondre Stevenson because neither none of the quarterbacks are going to be expected to play. So I think a five thousand eight hundred, I think Stevenson an interesting option.
0: Definitely, I, I I've already mentioned Rashard White, but again, I just I think if you're expecting to target that game for some points, Rashard White is definitely going to be involved within that. And I don't you could, you could ignore ignore his consistency over the last four games seventeen point nine. 27.9, 17.8, 17.8. All he needs to do is add a couple of touchdowns rather than one touchdown, and he could easily be the guy that gets you 25 to 30 points. And he's cheap. Six thousand one hundred, I think, is cheap for the consistency that he's had in his point scoring. Um, another one I like if I'm gonna go ultra cheap, ultra, ultra cheap is Freeman. I just I think
1: Kyron Williams might be back.
0: If he if he if he is, then you probably might ignore him, but at the same time. Around the type of team that are going to just whack Williams straight back into the team. I mean, they like to spread it a little bit anyway. But Henderson's definitely not been, hasn't been the number two guy the last two, well, the the guy the last two weeks, has he? Um, Freeman had 12 attempts against Green Bay in week nine, and then in week 11, went up to 17 attempts. So I think Freeman's definitely preferred over Henderson. So if you watch that Williams... Uh, injury report see if he's playing this week or not if he's not playing I think Freeman at 4,500 against Arizona who had ranked 26 against uh, the rushing game average 132 yards a game they give away I think he could be a good little pickup at 4,500
1: I mean Kyron Williams 6,600 the last time he played was in week 6 against the Cardinals they're playing against the Cardinals again he went for 20 attempts 158 yards and scored a touchdown but, uh, you know, they target him in the passing game. So I think he's an interesting option if he plays. But, you know, we're still early in the week. So we'll have to yeah. monitor that.
0: I mean, I'd say just, either yeah. of them could be a good pick. Definitely. Any other running backs or should we move on to wide receivers? Yeah, move on. Cool. So wide receivers. I'll start off with a wide receiver Then You've mentioned him if you're potentially going to do a stack within the Bills game. And it's a person that... You know, I'm in a Bill's WhatsApp group in the UK and this guy has got a lot of slack. I I feel like, you know, it's probably slightly unwarranted just because he's had some quiet weeks in terms of his pass catching. he actually had no targets last week. It's Gabe Davis. I think he's going to be low owned. I think people will be scared about picking him because across the last three, four weeks, he's been um, pretty inefficient. And as I said last week, he didn't even get targeted, but he's been giving the guys like Kincaid... Shakir the room to be able to get that slot work and that shorter work. Gabe Davis is less about that shorter work and we're not talking about playing a team who um, as you say they're good up front the weakness in the Eagles team is behind and Gabe Davis is the asset within the Bills team that has got the speed to get in behind Gabe Davis could have four targets in this game, but he could go for over hundred yards and get you two touchdowns. Yeah, he's only I mean, five thousand three hundred.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a boom bust option. You know, if you're looking at players that can put the slate on reach, so you have to have them to win. I mean, Gabe Davis is certainly one to consider. It, it, he's only had two receptions in the last
0: three weeks. It's a type of stat they've someone read that they think oh, I'm not going to touch him. But the Bills haven't been firing on the offense particularly the last four or five weeks and obviously against the Jets we were out of a lot better we looked like we're playing with a lot more freedom and um, you know th- the way you expect the Eagles-Bills game to go will probably be a shootout um, so I'd imagine it would be the same and I just think Gabe Davis could quite possibly get involved and I think he is going to be low-owned I can't see him being owned by a lot of people.
1: People are people kind of forget by if, if the Bulls are going to be If Josh Allen's going to have a good game, it's probably going to be through Diggs and Gabe Davis because Kincaid catches those short passes. So I think that's a useful route.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they forget that he had, you know, four weeks ago, he had nine receptions, 87 yards and a touchdown and 23 points. So it's, it's quite quick. It's quite easy to forget what he's capable of when he's had a few quiet weeks. Um, I've already mentioned Pittman. Um, I do like that stack. Um, It's. I think it's good. I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually a lot more heavily used than just because of the opponent ranking. People will be looking at it on DraftKings and be going, "Yep, we're going to back that." Um, So he he might be a lot more owned. He's only six thousand. 800 which is what wide receiver 11 or 12 or something like that for um, the amount of money you're spending on him so he's relatively I wouldn't say cheap but he, he's, he's he's definitely affordable and I, I think Pittman if you're targeting that game again you have to pick Pittman because Pittman if the Colts are going to do well Pittman has to be involved in my opinion I know JT could get involved a little bit within the passing game but, and Josh Downs, and Josh Downs but the guy that's going to keep it consistent and keep it going is Pittman um, and he, he, you know he's going to be targeted probably eight or nine times that's normally what he, target, he gets targeted only actually got targeted two two times against um, the Browns but he still got 16 points so you know if he gets targeted eight or nine times he could easily be a 20 plus pointer
1: I mean he's had uh, 11, 12, 11 14, 13 and 12 game targeted 12 times so He's only got to the end zone three times this season, but it's not out of yeah. the realms of possibility that he has 12 targets, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Because, again, that Tampa pass defence is the weak point. So yeah. I think equipments definitely a ceiling play.
0: Yeah, I think they're ranked 31, aren't they, against the pass. So it's definitely going to be interesting. What wide receivers do you like then, Riku? Uh
1: I mentioned Diggs. If you're going to play uh, Alan, you're probably going to have to play Diggs. I like occur if he's healthy. I mean, him and Copper are both sort of up in the air for this week, but I don't think Cop's likely to play. But occur is a good option uh because that Cardinals pass defense is dreadful. And Stafford, when he does lock onto the targets, he does lock on to them. Uh he had seven targets and five receptions and 70 yards and a touchdown last week. But nonetheless, I think we've seen him you know, go for uh, over 30 points twice this year and go to a 25 mark and over four times this year. So I like him. Uh, The other one I like is Devontae Smith. Dallas got, I mean, he had 99 yards, six receptions last night against the Chiefs. When Dallas Gordas isn't playing, uh, we know that Devontae Smith's uh, targets go up. So I think in order for the Eagles to keep up, and target that ball secondary, which is inj- injury riddled Devontae Smith will play an important part because the Eagles really have two passing options. They don't throw the ball to anybody aside from uh, those two. I mean, even if we're looking at last night, Julio, Julio Jones had you know, two receptions. Jake Stroll had one. Will had one. Otherwise, it was mainly just uh, Smith and Swift. AJ Brown had one, which is going an normally. But I think what people are trying to do in the NFL is to say, without Dallas corners, we'll scheme AJ Brown out. And, you know, you beat us with just Devontae Smith in the running game. So I think that's going to be, you know, smoke could be very good at his price. Um, the other one I like, saw for guys that are a lot cheaper. Zay Jones is always interesting. He's 3900 for the Jags. Uh, he got targeted four times in his return. Uh, you know, the last time before that, he played He played in week one. Well, actually, he played in week five against the Bulls. Got a touchdown. He played in week one against the Colts. Got 55 yards, five targets, and a touchdown. So, I think Price, concern is good. And then, finally, the guy I do like is a guy that won me an over-under bet uh, last weekend with George Pickens. Uh, the over-under, 35 yards. Penny Pickett went for 106 yards and pickett got 38 yards. So that was too close for my liking. But nonetheless, uh, the Steelers have fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, uh, this yeah. earlier today. I think part of it is when you have a quarterback that's throwing over 100 yards a game, it's very hard to win games. So I think they will look to get Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson more involved. Pickens has the big play upside. Deontay Johnson is the guy that he targeted between, you know, close to the line of scrimmage. So 4,700, you know, if they let Pickens throw the ball a bit more, we've seen Pickens go for over 25 points uh, and over 100 yards on two occasions this season. And when he gets targeted, he doesn't need many targets, a bit like Gabe Davis, because... He's got that big play upside and that downfield threat, So I think Pickens against uh, the Bengals secondary will be good. And part of it will be because the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow. So I think they'll be turning the ball over a lot more and they'll be, have, a, have a shorter time possession. So I think Pickens is an interesting option at his price.
0: Definitely. Are you going to get on the uh, Shakir train?
1: I think. You know what? I've got better of him in best ball, but I think the thing about Shakir is he really had like... A, outlier outcome uh you know he had four targets three reception 115 yeah. yards and one touchdown so i mean he had a six target game a few weeks ago with 92 yards so i think maybe in some stacks i'll consider him because of his price but i think generally he's quite volatile so he, yeah i think i'll, I'll consider I, him in some builds in some bulls stacks but i'm not going to play him as a one-off because i don't think there's better players at that price
0: so yeah i agree and i think actually People see the the big number, the points he got, rather than the actual stats behind the the big number. And I think, you, as you yeah, look at his price, I think he could be very highly owned this week.
1: Yeah, he and, reminds me of Marvin Mims earlier this season when Marvin yeah. Marvin Mims was having like two targets, a hundred yards, and then a touchdown. So. Definitely. I think you have to be careful about those kind of players because uh, you know it's not you can't expect that every week. So if I'm going to go for like cheaper guys that do a bit more, I'm always looking for guys that actually have targets, have red zone roles, and don't have to break a tackle to go over a hundred yards. So that's always yeah. sort of my focus has always been on those kind of guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, one guy that I might take a little bit of a, uh, an absolute runner on. Um, and he's got to improve his pass catching really because he's not been that efficient the last three weeks I might take a little punt because they're playing the Titans I might take a little punt on Jonathan Mingo he's been targeted six and seven times the last two weeks unfortunately he's not caught enough of them but you know he hasn't scored a touchdown yet he's due one Titans could be the game where he gets that and at 3,300 what do you need really from him? 15 points? Yeah Uh, if, if if, 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 if he turns his six or seven targets into five or six receptions you could easily get towards the 50 to 100 yards mark and then all you need is the touchdown and you're you, you not that far off the 15 really.
1: Yeah well Mingo you know I had he's probably my most owned guy in best sport because I thought it's going to be their wide receiver one but part of it's been Bryce Young hasn't been particularly good. Mm-hmm. Mingo's a short area guy but again he doesn't need a lot to get there but the offensive scheming has only been essentially it's been feeling 10 targets a game and nothing else. So yeah. one kind of key to see is how did they get Mingo in? And I'm also interested, if if healthy, uh, DJ Chark, could yeah. be an interesting play at 3,200, because he has that big playability. I mean, he's got, ready to, he's got one game with 18 points. So I think Chark could be an interesting play uh, at 3,200 because he only needs one reception and, you know, he's already paid himself off. So that's the interesting part.
0: And do you know do you know what, another guy that um, he had a quite a, 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 an all right week last week, again at 3,300, Greg Dorch. I'm going to mention him because he's been extremely quiet pretty much all season. And Kyler Murray comes back and guess who he's targeted? He's targeted eight times, Greg Dorch. He targeted him a lot at the start of last season when Dehop wasn't around. He's not around anymore either. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets targeted again this week.
1: Well, that depends on the health of Michael Wilson, who's another interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of, this week more so than ever, there's a lot of cheap options uh, and guys at the cheaper price range. I mean, we can even add someone like Slayton in the mix because we saw uh, Tommy DeVito targeting him. He had yeah. five targets, four catches, 82 yards and a touchdown. And he does have that big playability. But again, there's two ways of looking at it. So I guess Dortch and Randall Moore and those guys, they get lots of targets. Uh, Let's probably touchdown upside, but more floor. And in smaller yeah. tournaments, that's good. But guess what bigger tournaments, uh, where there's sort of over two, 300, you might want to look at guys like, even MVS will touch the absolute dime through his hands. Because we know that these guys can go to, go for 20 points and 100 yards in a game. So I think that's that's the thing. But, yeah, I think it's interesting. This week's, for that reason, the other good thing about the Thanksgiving slate is a lot of our friends and listeners in the US will be, uh, to you know, full of turkey, UBS down, getting their lineups together quickly. So I think there's a lot of opportunity on the Sunday slate because people aren't going to be as focused on the content as Johnny B, who's going to be going through PFF grades for every single unit, uh uh, the whole time when, Amer- when our American friends ate in Turkey.
0: You've got to take the opportunity to try and get your advantage where you can. Yeah, um, exactly. Definitely. Okay, so that's wide receivers then. Plenty of opportunity within uh, that skill position this week. Moving on to tight ends then. Uh, any tight ends you like this week? Or are you yeah, thinking it's I, I another love, lottery? Yeah.
1: No, uh, you know, King K is interesting for his price, right? Yeah. He's 5,300. Uh, he's gone quite solidly like. Fifteen around the 15-point mark most weeks now with no knocks. So <clears throat> I think it's interesting. Trey McBride didn't get as many targets as he did uh, in the first week since Murray's been back. I mean, he had seven targets, five receptions, 43 yards. I like Davidson Juku uh, because Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, targeted, you know, targeted him 15 times, 15 times. That's like Kelsey numbers. In his first game, uh, he had seven receptions, 53 yards. So I'm hoping he goes on the radar, but because, you know, with 15 targets for 4,100, I think he's a great sort of shoe-in. Uh, so I think that's my sort of gold stamp tight end play. There's a couple of other interesting ones. Uh, Pat moods is back. If he plays more snaps and they pass the ball a bit more at 2,900, he's an interesting option. And finally, I'll give you a gross one. You've got John Smith at 3,400. He had 24 points and 100 yards uh, a few weeks ago. But before that, you know, he's got 15 points, 11, 11 points, 13 points. He has two touchdowns on the season. So I think he's an interesting one. Uh, particularly now that you'll have uh, Desmond Redder back, who looks a bit more, it's hard to even say this, but hard, more competent than Tyler than Tyler Heineke. So, yeah, I think Jonathan Smith is a nice option uh, this week.
0: To be honest, I agree. I, I'm looking at it and thinking quite like the idea of targeting either Smith or Pitts. I mean, I, I, they're both well-priced, I think. Pitts is 4,000, Smith is... What three thousand four hundred? So yeah, it's, it's six hundred cheaper, which could be the uh, difference in your teams for selecting potentially a better DST. I don't know. I, th- I th- it's hard to uh, hard to call between them, but both of them consistently get targets. Don't don't know, especially after the first the last few weeks. Um, apart from I uh, think Smith had a quiet week last week, but generally they've both been getting four or five targets plus a game, and they seem to be preferred over most of the wide receivers because. Apart from outside Drake London, they haven't really got much going for wide receivers. Uh, pretty much Drake London's wide receiver one, and then you know this is a two A and a two B. Is, is wide receivers are their tight ends?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: And actually, I I'm, I may target uh, Drake London as well this week. I might I, you, could, you could you could actually do a little potential wide receiver and tight end stack. Pick one of the tight ends and to pick Drake London. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. I, I, outside that, um, you know, the more I think about it, um, if 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 you're backing Gabe, I would not back Kincaid at five thousand three hundred. I, I when you're starting to get above the five thousand, on your tight ends, you know, you're looking at Kincaid, and you know what ceiling really has Kincaid got? I don't wow. think it's I don't think it's high enough to want to spend five thousand three hundred uh, this week. Um, as you say, he's, he's consistently got his fifteen points. He's he's not really gone and pushed the boundary, has he? I don't think he has because he's getting that shorter shorter passing work generally, isn't it? He's, he's not really breaking much of many tackles. He's not getting any of the yards and he's not getting enough red zone work for me to make him the guy I want to spend 5,300 on.
1: Yeah, I think on a week like this where any week way have Travis Kelce in the main slate, the question is, the first question when you're looking at tight ends is will Travis Kelce put up 30 points? Because even if you get one of these cheaper guys and they put up 15 points, you're still 15 points behind, right? So yeah, that's like question number one. And if Kelsey doesn't put up the highest points, let's say Kelsey puts up 18 points or 20 points, K puts up 15 points, and then you pay up, then you pay down from Jonu Smith, and he gets you 12 points. So a so price-adjusted advantage that you get from having a Kelsey or Kincaid that week doesn't cut it. So I think this week I'll be shopping in the mid-tier of Titan pricing I, I hoping that Kelsey doesn't put the slate
0: out of reach. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Right, DSTs then. Um, I think there's some obvious DSTs on in the slate. Um, the one thing that Giants kind of have had as a positive throughout some of the games this season is their defence. And they're playing the Pats, who are one of the teams you want to target a defence against. Um, I'm probably going to play the Giants this week. I played them a lot last week. I saw the Washington uh, Commanders, as a easy uh, offence to target as a Giants defence. And I think I'm probably going to pick them a lot again this week. Um, across the rest of the slates, I mean, you could even pick the Patriots again. Uh, you could pick either or. I mean, I, if I didn't pick the Giants last week, the other de- defence I picked quite a lot was the Commander. So I just targeted that game. And I might target that game as well and just mix it up between the two of them. Um, any defences, DSTs you're looking at?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh... I think the Giants and Patriots are definitely interesting. The question is, with the two likely backup quarterbacks they'll have, how much Mm. will they be throwing the ball? So if you pick them, I mean, you get points from turnovers and sacks. If they keep on running the ball, then that becomes challenging. But I think both of them will definitely be in my pool, so I'll definitely be having some of them. I quite like the Titans against uh, Tennessee Titans, 3,400 against... uh, uh, you know Bryce Young and the Panthers. Yes. I think that's an interesting one. They put terrible secondary, but Bryce Young has had some real mental issues. Uh, the other one I like is the box against Indy. So lineups where I won't be looking at Munchu or Indy players, I will be picking the box because Munchu can be a gunslinger and can go gung ho. So he's interesting. But I think there's one. Real obvious one on the slate, and you know, if anybody watched the Chiefs against the Eagles game, you would have seen that that Chiefs defense is one of the best units, defensive units in the NFL. Uh, they get sacks, they get turnovers, so they had five sacks, uh, one interception against Eagles, who have the best defensive line or one of the best ones in the league. Mm. They'll be playing against Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. Who will probably be forced to pass the ball. And the other thing why I like the Chiefs' defense is great leverage of Kelsey and Mahomes because, you know, if they get a pick six and score a touchdown, that probably helps. That probably takes away from that, does take away from Kelsey and Mahomes and shortens the possession time. So I, I'm going to be quite heavy on the Chiefs' uh, defense this week. Because I think they've got a great matchup against the young quarterback, who's quite error prone, and you know they have a great pass rush. So I think that makes sense. Because I, I won't be playing Mahomes and Kelsey this week.
0: No, I completely agree. I won't be playing them either. And Actually, the, the price I think's cheap. I think they've missed one there. Way too cheap.
1: But you know, it's, have uh... they
0: have they based it off the fact they? Sometimes I think they have a couple of cheaper weeks, so they don't like to. Push the price up too much compared to the, like the weeks before, because well, I don't yeah, understand it's... why they're three thousand one hundred. Defensive
1: from... pricing is based partly on matchup, but also on pop- popularity. So if you have yeah. a, you know, if you have a great defense, and even if they four thousand four hundred, and nobody's playing them, then that yeah. drives the pricing down. But you know, this week, if you look at the defensive pricing, the cheapest one is the Texans at two thousand six hundred. The most expensive one is the Browns at three thousand eight hundred. So you don't really have that cheap, cheap to two thousand two hundred defense. So you've got lots of, you've got yeah. lots of defenses sort of mid priced, and then not that many sort of premium defenses.
0: Yeah, there's no four thousand pluses this week. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, and that is our picks for week twelve. A big well done to wakeboarder Border ten twenty three. He is probably uh, the Guy to beat in our league at the moment. He did win this week. Um, he's way ahead of everybody else in the league in terms of uh, the league score. He's made it even harder to try and keep up with him. Uh, and, of course, get yourself involved this week, Week 12. Link is in the description of the podcast. $5 buy-in, as always. But remember, it's not just this, this that this week. We've also got the Turkey Feast contest as well on Thursday. This will be released on Thursday morning. So if you're listening to this for uh, the Thanksgiving games, uh, actually start, make sure you get involved. It's only a dollar. And, you know, if you've got to put five pounds in, if you're in the UK, you may as well. Uh, You've you've got to do a minimum of five pounds. That's $6 anyway. So you may as well do our $5 contest and the $1 contest. Nice and easy. But make sure you get involved because it's a nice winner takes all and a bit of fun for Thanksgiving. So enjoy your Thanksgiving dinners in the US or if you're celebrating it across the rest of the world. We'll see you next week for week 13 and some more DFS action. ta da